He's a well-respected high school football scout, known for his unpopular opinion and brash commentary. The coach, Keith Miller. He's a well-respected national high school football recruiting analyst. Craig, Craig Biggins. Together they bring you the transparent truth. The world's number one source for high school football recruiting news and interviews. The transparent truth. Tr- 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 <laughs> welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with the transparent truth. It's your boy, Coach Keith. I'm in the build at CBS Studios, live in the Miracle Mile. I heard with my man, GB. Greg Biggins, what up? What up, Keith? How you feeling today, GB? I'm feeling okay. I'm fighting. You fight that good fight. A little under the weather today. That's all right, man. But you're going to be all right. You got I'll your rally. monster over there. I do. Purple. You got the purple monster. Purple flavor today. I recommend it. Hey, man. We're going with that. We got a great show for you. Going to run down our script. Our script a little bit. We got recruiting news coming up. We got our tip of the week, top performers, sleeper of the week, recap of the top games of last week. We got our really bruh segment. We're previewing upcoming games for this coming Friday. GB's gonna give you his final thoughts, and then we're gonna bring the show to a close. But without further ado, the Transparent Truth Recruiting Report. We got recruit news. GB hit us with it. We got a couple new commitments, both out of Orange County. California, Koa Gonzalez, yep. Modern Day Center, True Center, committed to Boise State. Great pickup, great fit. Boise State always seems to get those guys that, for whatever reason, kind of float under the radar, weren't highly recruited, and they go to Boise State and they go and, and beat teams out of the Pac-12 or other conferences, and they probably go, God, well, I wish we had that guy right there. I think that's Koa. He's he's a good, he's a good football player. He's smart. He's tough. Uh, he checks off every box of what you want to see in a, in a True Center. Obviously, the heart and soul of that modern-day offensive line, their third commitment um, out of that offensive line. Actually, their second one, Tommy Brown's going to Bama, and then I think Chris Murray also will be able to go just about wherever he wants. Stanford probably looking like the team to beat right now. Jake Peters, that tight end from Santa Margarita, committed to Arizona. They offered him about a month ago, and then he actually committed a month to the day. Uh, His pops played at Arizona back in the 80s. His mom went went to U of A, so a lot of family ties. Jake Peters, a kid who missed his whole entire junior season. Achilles tendon. Just sounds awful. Uh, but he's back. He's playing well. The team's playing well. So Jake Peters and Cole Gonzalez. What do you about those two guys, coach? First, let's start off with Cole Gonzalez. Love him as a center prospect. He's got good size. He's got good feet. I love the way he keeps his shoulders square to the line of scrimmage. He doesn't open up the gate or open up the fence for defensive linemen to kind of shorten that pass rush lane. Uh, he does a nice job moving his feet laterally. Uh, he's very, very smart, hard working. Uh, he's got a nice frame to continue to build at good weight. He's going to be a staple uh, for Boise State in the center of their offensive line for years to come. There's no question about it. In terms of Jake Peters, I just like him as a guy, a do-it-all kind of tied in. He can get up the field and work the seams. He can block on the edge. He can extend out and be displaced in formation and kind of work in a slot as a blocker, perimeter blocker, or run arrows, shallow crosses. He's got soft hands, ability to run with the football after the catch. I think he needs to add some strength, add some size, be able to bulk up a little bit more to kind of handle those defensive ends and in pass blocking, or excuse me, and run blocking. Uh, but like his versatility as a tight end, I think he's going to pay big dividends in the Pac-12 where we know they like to throw the football around a lot, especially late at night, Pac-12 after dark. Pac-12 after dark, I like that. <clears throat> Excuse me, Notre Dame had some key West Coast official visitors this past weekend. How about Chase Coda, Jordan Porter, Julius Irvin? All three of those guys, very talented players. Saw with Julius Irvin at a Servite High School. Uh, that was big time for him. And, and I think Notre Dame... Uh, might be in a good spot right now. I think Washington is also heavily in the mix, and so is USC. He'll take all five trips. I think those are probably his top three, though. He's going to visit UW, the Huskies, this coming weekend. And, and I think the interesting thing with Julius is he's a safety and, and a very good-looking safety. He probably has made more plays at safety than any other any other safety out west. But he wants to play corner at the next level. And Notre Dame saying, hey, we got a spot for you right here as a corner. So that's going to be big for Julius moving forward. As he wants to try to find a place that he can play corner. Jordan Porter, uh, another guy who's just fast. You know, legitimate 10-5. Could potentially go 10-4 this year. He's a deep threat out receiver. I know he loved that visit as well. And then Chase Cota's a kid. I think everyone's kind of 
penciled him in as maybe an Oregon guy because it's the in-state schools. Dad went there and played there, but I think Notre Dame uh, is a school he's highly considering. I think USC and UCLA are also involved there as well. But uh, Chase Cota, all three guys, good times, good trips for Notre Dame. And then unofficially, BYU hosted a handful of players. Tanner McKee took an unofficial visit out there to BYU. Uh, Tanner has Stanford, Texas, Alabama, and Washington on his list. He has trips set up with all those guys. He's going to be a signing day decision. Tanner's story is already pretty well documented because he's going on his Mormon mission out of high school. He's in no rush to make a decision. He's going to kind of wait, take his time, and then go ahead and uh, make that decision on signing day, and he'll be gone for two years. He'll actually be counting as the, counted as a 2020 kid. And then Brandon Caho, stud linebacker from Nevada, he also kind of been a soft commitment to BYU uh, for the better part of a year. And even though he's kind of come out a few times with the top eight and the top five list, BYU is, is still kind of hanging in there. He had a good trip. USC recently just offered him. I think he will visit at some point. And then Alabama, Oregon, and Washington are also all involved with Mr. Brandon Caho. Solomon Enos took an unofficial visit to Arizona State, not too far from home there. He's going to visit Penn State at the end of the month. That's going to be an official visit. I feel like I'm from Canada when I say that. Official visit mm. for Mr. Solomon Enos, his dad was a pretty good running back for Penn State back in the day, Curtis Enos. Uh, USC, Old Miss, and Utah are also involved with Solomon Enos. And then Utah has a pretty big recruiting weekend. Listen to these guys tripping officially to the Utes. Dylan Hurt from Servite, Matthew Tago, a UCLA commit, and Talanoa Hufenga from Oregon, uh, maybe the top safety in the country. Uh, all three of those guys right now penciled in to officially visit Utah. So a pretty big weekend for the Utes. That's all I got for recruiting notes. That's a nice job, GB. Hey, Julius Irvin, really like him. Got a chance to talk to Julius a little bit through DM. And he said, Coach, I really like the show. It really gets us Servite fires fired up. We're going to touch on that a little bit. Before we move on, we want to kind of add a little bit to the show. So we're going to be taking some live callers, some live callers on the show today. We've got um, a parent or a grandparent who's upset about something that they were emailing me about and said they want to call in, they want to talk. And so we're going to be taking that call today. So we're looking forward to hearing what that parent has to say and address any concerns that they have or not address any concerns that they have because it's the transparent truth. And sometimes I don't have to care. Let's move along. Tip of the week. Our tip of the week is goes down like this. Don't write a check your butt can't cash. That is my tip of the week. Don't write a check your butt can't cash. Shout out to those Servite Friars. Had a young gentleman respond to me on social media. He didn't want me to tag him in a post if I didn't pick his team to win. Well, don't write a butt, don't write a check your butt can't cash. Servite went out there and smacked Roosevelt. I don't remember what the score was, but it was ugly. If you're gonna respond in a way to where you don't want somebody to do something, I need you to go out on the football field. I need you to go out there and dominate. Not just you. I need you, your team to back you up and go out there and dominate. Don't write a check. Your butt can't cash. Survive Friars went out there and handled their business. Roosevelt, Eastvale, try your better luck next time. Let's move right along. A little salty, Coach Keith. No, no, not salty. Just up front. Just transparent. Nothing wrong with it. Moving right along, let's, <laughs> let's get to our top performers, GB. We got a lot of top performers this week. A lot of guys. We're kind of extending our coverage a little bit, talking about guys a little bit more east of California, east of Nevada. Um, so we're going to get to that. Let me go ahead and get it started off. Where do you want to start, GB? You want to start in SoCal? Why not? That's our home. That's a, that's the home right there. That's our home. So let's start in SoCal. We're going to – it's a repeat performance for Ben Jefferson, quarterback at Pacifica High School, 225 yards passing, 175 yards rushing, and six total touchdowns. That's a big-time game. Over 400 total yards and six touchdowns for my guy Ben Jefferson over at Pacifica. GB, what you got? How about Orange Lutheran, Ryan Helinski, who's really coming to his own this year as a legitimate football player, legitimate prospect. How about 30 of 42 for 5, 38, and 4 touchdowns? He had three receivers, Kyle Ford, Logan Loya, and Elijah Maharo, all over 100 yards receiving. So Lancers continue to roll. Ryan Helinski continues to roll. Wow. I like it. Spreading the ball around. Spreading around the wealth. Guys making plays. Big time. Way to go. They call him Bo, right? 
They do. Well, he refers to himself as Bo on his Twitter, but I never referred to him as anything other than Ryan. Yeah, I'm going to call you Ryan, but listen, if you're going to be nicknamed Bo, you better be the deal. And it sounds like you out there killing it. So shout out to Bo? Ryan. Am I allowed to call him Bo? <laughs> no, you're not. Not Ryan? on this show. Is, it, uh, is that reference to Bo Jackson? <laughs> I hope not. Shout out to the whole Helensky. How about Tyler Helensky? I don't know if you saw that after dark. I did. Washington State rallying. Looking very good. Yeah. That, that Helensky family is so easy to root for. You know, just, you'll, you'll never get any grief. Always polite. Always considerate. Always humble. Sure. I, I love it. So I'm, I'm happy for the whole Helensky family. Tyler. Nice job, buddy. And Ryan Helensky I, I, I also. Wasn't, I wasn't really rooting for the Helensky family at that point. They were playing against one of my former players. Who's that? Jabril Frazier. Okay. The defensive end at Boise State who actually sacked Tyler. And knocked him out the game. Fumble, sack, touchdown for Boise State. But Tyler came back in, led his team to a victory. That so Helensky toughness. Congratulations to him. Congratulations to my boy Jabril Frazier with his first sack of the season. Strip sack. Good job, Jabril. Okay. And Remember Jabril committing on set with me this close back yep. in the day on Fox. That was sure. awesome. And, and local SoCal native Curtis Weaver from St. Anthony's picked it up, ran it in for a touchdown for about 60 yards. So SoCal guys. SoCal players. Do Washington State and Boise State kind of getting off track, but those yeah. two schools do a great job of kind of finding those little diamonds in the rough. Yeah. They don't go to SCUCLA, but they still evaluate them, find them, and those guys always come up and play and compete at a high level. So I love the way Washington State and Boise State recruit. Moving right along, continuing with our top players, we got Zach Charbonnet. Again, another repeat performer. 30 carries, 196 yards, three touchdowns, and a big win over Pericles. Shout out to Zach. Um... Doing a great job. Two weeks in a row, busting big. How about his dad? Taking a little shot, saying, hey, you guys didn't pick us. Hey, that, that, I, I almost said, hey, dad, aren't you a little too old to be, you know, act like a little 17-year-old kid? That was your deal with Chase, but I'm only playing, Mr. Charbonnet. Your son is balling. I'm happy for you. You're going to stay with the Oaks. Then they had a defensive end who had a pretty decent game last week Last week as well. How about Kayvon Thibodeau? How about Kayvon Thibodeau? Talked a little trash before the game. It was mild trash. It was mild. It was it still was still a little bit of trash. A little bit. But it's okay. It's nothing wrong hey, with it. Hey, like you always say, if you back it up, it's all right. I didn't think it was personal. Three sacks all in the first half. They just knocked the crud. Can I say crud? Yeah, I'm here allowed to say that. Out of poor little Brevin White got hit. Dean told me twenty two times. It's a lot of a lot of times getting hit. Wow. Kayvon, Bo, Josh Calvert, those Oaks Christian Lions, cute. you motivated those guys. They're going to run the table probably now from here on the rest of the season. Listen, I'm going to take about— You got those guys going. I'm going to take about 75% of the credit for that Oaks Christian defense. 75%? For that Oaks Christian defense bounce back. No, just kidding. Hey, shout out to the Oaks Christian Lions defense. Way to step up and ball out. Again, Kayvon Thibodeau with three sacks all in the first half. Um, like you said, Bo, Josh Calvert. They got other guys. Uh, the big defensive tackle, Cifilo. I think his name is. Yeah. Um, can't pronounce his last name, but he's a big-time player. So, you know, shout out to those guys showing up. Let's move along. Lawndale High School. They got a super junior running back. Repeat performance as well on here. Jordan Wilmore, 15 carries, 248 yards, five total touchdowns. He caught one for 37 yards and a touchdown. He looks like one of the top backs in the state, if not on the Western region, Greg. Lindale running back Jordan Wilmore. Again, I saw, I saw him in the eighth grade, recruited him out of middle school. A terrific athlete, a father who's very, very involved and invested. And, uh, I mean, he's showing out weekly, and this has become a trend for him. Oh, he's a big-time kid. I mean, he no could, question. Easily in the discussion for the top running back in the underclass out in California. He's, I remember seeing him in the sixth grade. He was tremendous. I just threw that sixth grade in there. Hey, how about you mentioned Servai a little bit? Yeah. How about TJ McMahon? TJ McMahon, sure, the TJ. dual threat quarterback, five of eight passing for 135, rush for 130, five total touchdowns. Nice, that's getting it done. Servai, they do a great job of really spreading the wealth. They got dudes everywhere. I think Julius Irvin had another, either a pick or a return for a touchdown. He's usually one of those games. I think every game he either has a pick six or a big return for a touchdown. Servite is loaded. I mean, they got all 16 from the Trinity League. You can make an argument. Are probably six of the top 15 teams in the whole state of California. Easy. I mean, I downplayed Santa Margarita, but dude, they're even rolling right now. I keep getting ahead of myself. Let's stick stick with players. Servite, yeah. Servite. Nice job, TJ McMahon, getting it done, and Julius Irving. And just one little nice nugget. job as well. One little nugget, GB. You know, one of the Bass brothers is the running back coach over there at Servite. I do know that. I also know one of the Bass brothers is the OC. I love running that centennial I love offense. the influence it's the of those guys offense. right on that offense that you can totally tell their influence and they're doing a great job. Let's move along. How about Lompoc running back Oof. senior Toa 
Tawa. Tawa. Three carries. That's not bad. 175 yards, three touchdowns. Hey, Greg, that's about 45 yards per carry and a touchdown every time I got it. I think that's better than 45. I'm terrible in math, but... Okay. All I'm saying is this. Coach Jones does about, a great job. 60. Is it about 60? 60. Only, yeah. out by, only out by 15 yards. Yeah. So you got this guy, Toa Tawa, who's just a beast. You gave him the ball three times. Just what if you gave him the ball 15 times? He might have rushed for 3,000 yards in that game. You could have broken a state record if you wanted to. But that's not Coach Jones. That's not his deal. Right. He's, he's about he's about being a good guy, sharing the wealth, yeah. getting guys involved. Right. Coach Keith, you wouldn't do that with your six and under team, would you? You'd give your you'd give your kid the ball 50 times if he's going like that, wouldn't you? It's not my job to stop my team. <laughs> it's your job to stop my team. And if you can't do it, it sucks to be you. Greg, I'm not here for everybody's feelings. I'm here to dominate. Toa Tawa was dominating. No question about it. I love it. that guy, man. Picture he, Troy Palomalo playing offense. That's this guy. He runs with passion and energy. I love him. Taj Davis, upland receiver, repeat performer. Eight catches, 190, two touchdowns. Shout out to Taj. Got a big offer from... Duke this week? Yep. From the ACC, right? Duke. Yeah, absolutely. So shout out to Taj. He reached out to me. I appreciate it, Taj. Great job by you. I think you're a big-time player. Jalen Chapman. I know you want to jump in here. Jalen Chapman, 11 for 17, 262 yards for Narbonne, 14 carries, 139 yards, and three touchdowns, and a big win over Palace Verdes, bouncing back from last week's loss to Long Beach Poly. Nice job, Gauchos. I love the Gauchos. Yep. Do we go Cajon now? I mean, we could save them for last, or we could, just, there's so much to talk about. But, yeah, you know, let's is. talk players. Let's talk players. We'll yeah. discuss that game later on. Yeah. But how about, in a losing effort, Jaden Daniels, 28 of 36. It's only eight times the ball hit the ground. I'm assuming it probably three or four drops. <laughs> so just throw it out there. 520, 520 yards, six touchdowns, no interceptions. I texted my guy at Marietta Valley, the OC, Pete Duff. I said, hey, how good is the kid? He goes, freak. The O-line coach at Murida Valley, friend of mine, as good as anybody we've seen in a long time. Jaden Daniels is getting much love and respect from the other team. Coach, we should have been at that game. Yeah. The game we were at was okay. Yeah. Dude, that game right there, that was a 49-46 to down-to-the-wire game, Murida Valley. We knew that was going to be a great game. Sure. Darren Jones, 6'7", making basically this. He didn't play last year because he had to sit out the whole season due to the transfer. Basketball offers, but he's a six-seven guy. Little, how about going old school? How about Harold Carmichael? Yeah, remember that guy, Philadelphia Eagles. How about six catches, two thirty-one? Wow, and four touchdowns. Wow, dude, divide two thirty-one into six really quick. Two thirty-one uh, into six. That's thirty-five yards per catch. That's not. Did you? Is that really? That's pretty good math if you can do that. I, yeah, I'm not good in math. But nice job to both those two guys. Also, much much love from the Myriad of Valley, Valley staff and uh, Jonathan Perkins. And yeah. again, you, another coach calls you out as being a, a guy that was really playing well. You got to always shout that kid out. So Jonathan Perkins, UCLA junior linebacker commit, balled out according to those coaches from Murrieta Valley. Speaking of Murrieta Valley, how about Hank Bachmeyer going 19 for 25 for 246, four touchdowns, and he rushed for a touchdown. Hank, I did not pick Cajon to win, by the way. Just watch what you tweet, Hank. Just watch it. I'm just kidding. No, we, lo- we love we the love interaction. We do- Actually, I do. It's yeah. fun. It's fun. It's fun. But we went easy on you week zero, Hank, so just remember that. <laughs> week zero, we went real easy on you guys. Marquis Spiker, eight catches, 98 yards, and a couple touchdowns. So just a great game to be at, and we'll sure. talk about that game a little bit more on more later. Jacoba Fuamatu got a text from his dad at halftime. Jacoba's balling, coach. Dude, why am I getting texts from his dad? You got to be a little bit more transparent. Dude, I'm all about transparent. Come on, Mr. <laughs> Fuamatu. I'm the Orange County guy. I've met you 300 times. So, Jacoba Fuamatu, 13 tackles, one TFL. He knocked out the Mission Viejo running back who ended up breaking his leg, I believe. Yeah, let's and not brag about that. We're not bragging. I'm just saying that he knocked him out the game. But, yeah, that's Jamari, you know, sorry for the Jamari kid. Pharrell. He, he, that's he ended up time. breaking his leg. Um, and three quarterback hurries. So, a big time game for Jacoba Fuamatu, the super sophomore over at La Habra. Stud. How about Micah Bernard over at Gar High School, right around the corner from my house? 15 carries, 220 yards, two touchdowns. Big-time game for Micah. He's a great athlete and definitely a high Division I player. What else you got, GB? How about Westlake and Newberry Park? 
Another game that was crazy, 42 to 40. Cam Risen, 19 to 30 for 216. Threw for three, rushed for three. I think mm. one of them was like a 60 yarder. Yeah. Dude, that's the thing. If you ever see Cam in person, you would never think he could run the way he can. Good athlete. Dude, he's a much better athlete than I think I or anyone else gives him credit for. But he rushed for three, 117. Josh Madison recently talked about him last week, I think, yep. Iowa State commitment. But Josh rushed for 187. How about Westlake, though? Quarterback Jake Kaplinski. You would say about Jake Kaplinski? You can't really stop Jake Kaplinski. You can yeah, barely, barely hope, hope to contain barely him. Barely hope to com- contain Nineteen to thirty, two fifty-four, five touchdowns. Nathan wow. Brooks rushed for one fifty-two. That was a great game. Tim Kirksey, Westlake coach, three and zero. A Tim Kirksey coach team is, is always going to be a very great. well coached team. <laughs> There's no question about Westlake it. Westlake moves to three and zero. Nice job to all those guys in that game. Let's go, Elijah Hawkins. Ran for two touchdowns. Had an eighty-three yard kick return. Plays for L.A. Jordan. They got their first 11-on-11 win since 2011. How about that, Greg? That's not bad. An 83-yard kick return, and he ran for two down in their first win in six years. Dude, that's a lot of of celebration going on after that game. There's a lot of agony before that game. Yeah, yeah. But it's why the wins are so much better, right? If it was easy, we'd all be doing it. How about Bryce Young? Probably could have talked about Bryce every week if we wanted to because he's such a gifted quarterback. Cathedral, youngster, Bryce Young went 25 of 39 for 3.30, six touchdowns, zero interceptions. And Dylan Thomas, the Colorado commit, seven catches for 123 and caught three of those touchdowns. So Dylan Thomas, Bryce Young, both doing things for Cathedral. Love Cathedral's team. We know Bryce Young is just a super. They've got athletes around them. Anxious to see what they're going to do when they get to the playoffs and play against better competition. I wish they played. They they played Loyola this week. I think that's that's a D1 team. Yeah. I mean, Loyola is an Trinity League team, but they got D1. It's a D1 sure. team, so this should be fun to kind of watch Cathedral and, and see how they do against those guys. Yeah, that, that might be a game for me to attend. That might be. There's another game going on in Long Beach, though, that I might have to get to. I'll be at that one. How about Jay Sarris quarterback Matt Robinson? Dude, Matt. 304 yards. Five touchdowns. Nice job, Matt. They lit up the scoreboard, Jay Sarah did. I'm really, really liking this Jay Sarah football team. Me too. Matt with a big time game. Piggybacking on that. Or are you going to piggyback yourself? No, go with it. You sure? Yep. I don't want to jump on Malik McLean. Yep, go big with Big time it. defensive end. Four sacks wow. and a fumble recovery. Nice. Nice job, Malik McLean. Big time UCLA commit coming off that edge. I think he was challenged by the great Pat Harlow, offensive lineman from USC back in the day. Said, hey, I need more from you, Malik McLean. Malik yeah. delivered. Good. We love to see that, don't we? Absolutely. Guys get challenged and deliver. That's what I'm all about. It's my whole life story. <laughs> I love it. Repeat performer from last week, Jonathan Martin from Culver City, the quarterback. Not a 2020 kid, actually a 2018 kid. I was mistaken last week, so I wanted to correct that. 2018 kid, 352 yards, five touchdowns versus Torrance. This guy's on fire, Greg. He's thrown for... Over, I believe over 1,200 yards already in three games uh, and I think 12 touchdowns. So he's just he's lighting up the scoreboard himself. He's on pace to throw for 4,000 yards plus and 40 touchdowns. So shout That'll out to do. Jonathan Martin over at Culver City. That'll do. How about a guy who we've talked about a few times? How about JT Daniels? And he had a nice passing game. Got to throw this in there. 60-yard touchdown run. Again? 60-yard. It wasn't a busted play. It was a Zone read, faked it, saw opening, and he said, you know what? I'm a better athlete than you, you, you. And he went 60 yards, outran the whole entire defense. Big win from, I don't even know who Mater Day played last week. I know they won convincingly. Was it La Mirada? Yeah. La Mirada. La Mirada, my guy, Mike Machete's gone, and La Mirada just can't compete anymore. Well, I told you a couple weeks ago La Mirada was really slow. But shout out to but JT how about JT Daniel? going? So every game he's got a 38-yarder. He's got a key, a key little... Uh, dance, scramble, dance, yeah. scramble, slash, yep. little lazy leg against Bishop Gorman, and now he's going sixty. Dude, he's probably going for it. I think JT's going to want to next next week. A couple delay the game penalties, move that back to the goal line, just so we can go ninety. JT, I'm going to re rank you as a dual threat. Dual threat, absolutely. <laughs> I want to see JT running the option Nebraska style. And hey, Nico Remigio, another big game, two touchdowns. It was kind of funny because. We walked out together after the Bishop uh, St. John Bosco Shaman game, and people sure. are going, you know who's underrated is Nico Ramirez. We're going, dude, we talk about Nico all the time. Right. Nico's good. 
You know, he just you mentioned he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't get as, as much love as other guys on that team because Amon Ross, St. Brown, and, and C.J. Parks and Brew McCoy. Sure. But Nico always seems to, he's Mr. Reliable. He steps up, another big game, over 100 yards, a couple touchdowns in that game. So Nico's having a great senior season, going to Cal. I love it. Great kid, too. Another guy, like I said before, just easy to root for, works hard off the field. Good job, Nico. Nico, you are James Worthy to modern, you are James Worthy was to the L.A. Lakers, Showtime Lakers. You know, that's my all-time favorite Laker. Is that right? James Worthy was. Well, that's who Nico is. To modern day, because you got your big five-star superstars, right? You got the five-star quarterback, receiver, and then the athlete. And then Nico is just a sneaky, good football player. Run great routes. There's nothing sneaky about big game James down the lane with the little... Yeah, but he he wasn't the first option. He was my first option, baby. Big game James. Kareem. We talked talk Lakers for like Magic. next 10 minutes. We talked Lakers. We can... Dude, we'll I'm, we'll I'm, get into that another I'm getting, show. I'm feeling better. All of a sudden, you talk, you brought up Big Game James, and then my cold's going away. Okay. Hey, it might be that monster you're drinking on. Monster and Big Game James. I want to move to the San Diego uh, area. Do it. Okay, let's look at that, Greg. You're talking Kyle Phillips again? No. Did you see those huddle highlights I of did, him? I did. He's sick. Dude. I'm sorry. I keep jumping in. I That's keep interrupting right. you. El Capitan has some twins, Greg. Chase Lovato and Chance Lovato. Chase had two interceptions and a touchdown. Chance had an interception and a sack. Shout out to the San Diego Twins at El Capitan. Chase and Chance Lovato. Two big time games. How about this? Mana Vista. Jamon McClendon. 28 carries. 333 yards. Okay. Five touchdowns. Nice. Had a 91 yarder. This kid's got some juice. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. You got to okay. check him out. La Jolla DB. Sola Hope. Two picks. One went for a 65-yard pick six. Showing out. Say that name one more time for me. Sola. Sola. Hope. H-O-P-E? Yes. Hope. Okay. Sola Hope. You remember that one. Okay. Two picks. One for a pick six. University quarterback in San Diego. 11 for 16. 368 yards. Six touchdowns. This kid have a name? I'm giving it to you right now. I don't have his name. (laughs) Why don't I have your name here? Anyway, university quarterback, 11 for 16, 368, and six total touchdowns. Sarah High School out in San Diego. Miles Bryant, 16 carries, 192, four touchdowns. Big time stuff. Montgomery running back out in San Diego. Hunter Joseph, 31 carries, 281 yards, two touchdowns. Christians High School quarterback, Brad Jeremiah, 353 yards, three touchdowns. Lighten up the scoreboard. Mountain Empire High School. Mountain Empire High School. Cameron Wheel. 21 tackles as a linebacker. That's pretty impressive. I had to make sure I give those guys out in San Diego some love. Way to go. That university quarterback, we're going to get his name. I'm looking him up as we speak. Yeah, we're so going to get keep, his you name. You keep rambling if you can. How about, while we're, while we're looking, how about, got to give Vista Murrieta. Came up short against Orange Lou, but Khalil Shakur. Playing a little bit of everything this year. Didn't really have a, they don't have really have a, the quarterback situation figured out. So he's playing some running back. 170 yards rushing, 272 all-purpose yards. He's returning punts and kicks. Two touchdowns in that game against Orange Lou. So Khalil Strakur doing all he can to keep those guys afloat. This is your head of the Broncos. He's a great athlete. I think he's got a top. They got a little quick little recruiting nuggets on him too. Go with it. I, I want to say he's got a top three right now. ASU, Boise State, and who was the third school? I think my guy, Brandon Huffman, just talked to him. Illinois. Wow. Illinois is making a, a big appearance out west. Okay. Lovey Smith and Lovey Smith. Hardy Nickerson. Well, they did, it's Hardy is the, the guy out sure, here. So, I mean, here. if you ever talked to Hardy, Hardy's awesome. He was a uh, traveled with Hardy for a couple of years in the Nike camp tour when I was doing that oh, stuff. Okay. So, Hardy's, you know, he's the most likable coach you've ever seen. So, Illinois, Boise State, and ASU for Mr. Khalil Shakur. That's nice. Hardy Nickerson, Verbum Day alum. He's a legend at Verbum Day. Yeah. When I coached there, I heard a lot about him. So shout out to Hardy Nickerson and the staff over there in Illinois. Moving on to the NorCal top players. Davis Rhea Ruiz out of Edison Stockton. 11 for 13, 331, five touchdowns. Big time stuff. Spencer Petras, 21 to 32, 371 yards, two touchdowns. Okay, Spencer. It's a big time quarterback right there. Oh, yeah. Peter Brown, 10 catches, 231, two touchdowns. He's a Marin Catholic receiver. They had a big win over St. Ignatius. Bladen Brown, three interceptions, 
Ran one for a touchdown, had seven tackles. Bladen Brown, my man. Sam Justo, he rushed for 225 and four tubs versus Natomas. How about Caden Bennett from Folsom? Quarterback, 18 to 24, 336, six touchdowns. Hey, Greg, he also ran for 112 and a touchdown on 14 carries. That's not bad. That's 450 yards. And what is that? Seven total touchdowns. How about Jalen McMillan out of San Joaquin Memorial? 12 catches. Listen to this. 369, six touchdowns. We're going to call him Beckham Jr. Okay? Okay. Beckham 2? <laughs> we call him Beckham 2. 2019, excuse me, 2019 receiver Keyshawn Butler. Nine catches. Listen to this. 380 and four touchdowns. Keyshawn, big time game, but who are you playing against, my man? 380 yards receiving and four touchdowns? That when he went, he went Willie Flipper Anderson. All you young bucks out there, y'all don't that, know who that is. I love I love that you just went with Flipper Old Anderson. Old school Rams, right? Old That's school, the squad. Dude, talk about, we talk, talk, talk about the Rams for a while? Can oh, we do that? Uh, another show. Uh, another show. Another show. Dude, we're rolling though, baby. We are. Not I like a it. tremendously talented Colts team this past week. That was a great, great Colts team. You're right. That was going to probably compete for a Super Bowl. I got, I got a name for you. Go with it. Gunner Gray, that's your quarterback from university. Were, were, the, were these the numbers you mentioned? Through for 371 and six touchdowns? Yes. That, okay, so Gunner, that, that's a great quarterback name. Yeah, it is. Gunner Gray is only a sophomore. Wow. Out of University City in San Diego. So shout out to nice. you, Gunner Gray. Gunner Gray, the University City quarterback. Yeah. A huge Got game. Got two and a half more years to, to develop and could be watching you, Mr. Gray. Check this out. In Arizona, Solomon Enos. We talked about him a little bit earlier. Curtis Enos' son, 230 yards, four touchdowns. He plays for Arizona North Canyon. So shout out to Solomon Enos with a huge game. Angelo Anderson plays for Tanopa Valley, 334 yards and three touchdowns. How about Jawar Jordan? Really love this kid. 254 yards and three touchdowns. He's the Chandler running back. Tyler Duncan, he threw for seven touchdowns. He's a Greenway High School quarterback. How about no Tanner McKee? They still scored 73 points. Nine different guys scored touchdowns in this one. The two-headed monster, Octavio Cortez, Thomas Kinslow, the two running backs, both went over 100 yards. Both scored a touchdown. Centennial continues to roll. Too much Matt Logan. Too much Matt Logan, absolutely. I'll say that, you know, weekly. Uh, moving back to Arizona, how about the Peoria Special Forces, special teams? Three kickoff returns for the Peoria Special Teams out in Arizona. Notre Dame Prep in Arizona, Jake Smith had four touchdowns. He's a wide receiver. South Point Catholic, Bijan Robinson, he had 209 yards rushing and two touchdowns. And that does it for my Arizona group, Greg. What else you got over there? We had a game that we were at, St. John Bosco and Chaminade. How about we go with Chaminade first, the guys that jumped out for me. I thought Michael Wilson was tremendous. I like the cornerback, Chris Rankins, quite a bit. Junior, Junior Blake Anzalados had at least 20 tackles. And I like the senior D tackle, Alex Gubner, not just making plays in the box. He was running down plays outside that box for a big 290-pound kid. And then St. John Bosco, I love their two underrated linebackers, Spencer Gilbert and Keydron Thompson. Jane Woodby had the big 80-yard pick six. Stephen Blaylock always makes plays. George Halani. Physical kid runs downhill with a little bit of wiggle. Demetrius Flowers, Real Mitchell, they kind of just started to run the ball a little bit, but I thought George Lonnie was the guy who kind of really set the tone. And man, he's hard to bring down the open field because he's got a little bit of this, a little shake to him, but he's also a downhill, tough, physical kid. Yeah. I like to call that a, a slasher that can dance. You know what I mean? A slasher? A that slasher can dance. that can dance. Okay. So you, you're, you're a slasher to and through the hole, but you can dance in space. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you can punish. Yeah. How about a slashing punish. punisher that can dance? I like it. That's a lot. That's a lot of, a lot let's of vocabulary there. Let's move there. to another state, Greg. Let's, let's go with, you mentioned this guy earlier, Talanoa yeah. Hufunga. 233 all-purpose yards and four touchdowns out of Nevada. Let's move up north to the Pacific Northwest in Washington. 2020 quarterback Shane Jennings, 357 total yards, six touchdowns for Gooding High School. Um, I think I believe he's in Idaho. I'm sorry. In the Washington area, the Samish Samamish High School, Kobe Akana, 2019 quarterback, 19 to 26, 354 and six touchdowns. Moving over to Utah, Mike Petty, three sacks for Corner Canyon High School with a big win. Out in Kansas, listen to this, Greg. Kansas, the Kansas City Comet, two, two, 
2019, Travis dies. Travis what? Dies. Dies. Yeah. Like these Like things. Theisman. Theisman. Yeah. Like Joe okay. Theisman. Okay. 39 carries. Okay. So he's a hoss. 437 yards and six touchdowns. Shout out to the Kansas City Comet. Dude. Two. Then out in Nebraska for my final out-of-state guy, 2019, Brody Darnell. 12 carries, 264, five touchdowns. He goes to Auburn High School in Nebraska. Way to go, top performers. I got two guys. Two go guys with. I forgot to mention earlier. Mission Viejo mentioned Jamari Furrow got knocked out of that game. Achille Arnold stepped in, went from moved from safety to running back. Had over 100 plus and a couple touchdowns. So Mission Viejo just putting athletes in a different spot, but still being athletes. And then to sore quarterback Chase Peterson, 340 and three touchdowns and rushed for 70 and two more scores in a big 55 to 13 win over the Huntington Beach Oilers. Nice. That's all I got. Hey, that's a good list of top performers. That's a lot of lot of dudes. Guys are out there balling. I like it, man. I like it. So shout out to all our top performers. Uh, if you ball out, we're going to try to find you. We're going to try to spotlight you and show you some love. That's just how we do. You do your thing, we ball you out. You don't do your thing, we call you out. That's just the way it's going to go. <laughs> so moving right along here, we want to get to our Sleeper of the Week, Greg. Our Sleeper of the Week, um, sponsored by Sit and Sleep. Went to the St. John Bosco Chaminade game. Like the linebacker from Chaminade, Greg. Number 25, he's the younger brother of James Thomas. And I thought he was a big time player, number 25 mm-hmm. yeah. from Chaminade. Six foot two, 225 pounds. Jonathan Thomas, I thought he was ran to the ball well. I thought he was physical. Um, I thought in the second half, when, when Bosco's run game took over a little bit, I didn't see him wilt. I thought him and the other inside linebacker, Lake Anzalata, I thought they continued to play hard, got to the football in a bad mood, still made great collisions. The guy's got a terrific frame. I think he's going to be a, a high-level recruit. 2019 kid, again, 6'2", 225, with good athletic ability and, and physical prowess. So my sleeper of the week, Jonathan Thomas, linebacker, Chaminade High School. Look out for him. He's going to be a big-time player. Yeah, that's a good call. They got a lot of good-looking underclassmen at Chaminade. They're going to be really good next year as well. Looking at that roster and who they have coming back. The quarterback, the linebackers, a couple of linemen. Need to find a receiver play replacement for Michael Wilson, but that's a good-looking team in the 2019 class. Absolutely. So, by the way, Greg, have you checked out our previous Sleepers of the Week? Our previous Sleepers of the Week have garnered multiple offers over the last four weeks. I only say that to say this. Okay. We know what we're talking about. You've got a good eye for talent. I've got a great eye for talent. And not to diminish yours. No. But these are guys most people hadn't heard of. And once we see them, we put the transparent truth stamp on them. And those offers are flying out, man. I love it. Crazy. The best part about all the all your sleepers that you're kind of seeing is I had already seen them like years before. So eighth grade, eighth grade, sounds, ninth grade, sounds good, something, something like that. No, sounds good. Uh, but a shout out to all those guys: Taj Javis, um, Anzalados, Thomas. Now these guys are balling out, making us look good. Offers are based on you guys' performance, not based on us talking about you. So congratulations. Moving right along, we got to recap the top games from last week, Greg. Yeah, let's rip through a couple of these. Let's do it. Let's start off. Uh, was going to dip in a little bit of the Centennial Etiwana game, but not a whole lot to talk about again. That was a 70, 73 to nothing game. Didn't think it was going to be close, but thought it might be a little bit more competitive than that, just because Etiwana does have a couple playmakers. But that was just all Centennial. I think Tanner McKee will be back this week for playing to play Narbonne, which is going to be a, a Fox game of the week. I don't think Tanner's one hundred percent yet, but I know he wants to play pretty badly so they were going with their third string quarterback but geez 73 points with nine different guys scoring touchdowns is absolutely absurd how about the Cajon Murrieta Valley game again kind of already touched upon that 49 to 46 that was just back and forth with with just so many athletes on the field and unbelievable game again talking to some of the Murrieta Valley coaches they were just gushing about the Cajon talent and just how talented they were and how many you know future 
next level players and maybe even like next next level guys they have in that Cajon team. So that had to have been one of the most entertaining games to be at. You know, as we were talking on our drive, Greg, Marietta Valley, they've got one of the most prolific offenses, like you said, that's in the Southland over the last kind of five years. And they're putting up points week in and week out. Of course, we know that they got the 2019 gunslinger, Bachmeyer. They go into the game, I think a little bit motivated by Coach Keith's pick of taking Cajon over them. And they come out on top versus a Cajon team. And we've talked about this multiple times on our shows that is just ridiculously talented. They've got players everywhere. But true to form, Marietta Valley comes out, puts points on the board, rushes for over 200, throws for over 250, and they pop Cajon. Saw a little bit of tape of that game. I thought Cajon maybe was the better team, but Marietta Valley gets the W. A little disappointing for Cajon. I know they kind of wanted to make a run towards a state championship. Not sure if that's a possibility or not now, but... Still a very talented team. I look forward to watching them down the road. Yeah, I mean, I think Cajon still has the chance to make a run. I mean, this was a non-league game, so if they still run the, t- run the table from here on out and win their league, win CIF, yeah. uh, they absolutely have a chance. How about Valencia took down Chaparral out of Arizona 56-14? to That was Jack Miller, the quarterback, highly touted 2020 quarterback, making his season debut, and they just were harassed this guy. You know, Valencia's got several defensive linemen that can get up the field. And I think they sacked him five, six times, just harassed him the whole entire game. Now, I, I really like Larry Muir as a coach. Valencia, really good football team. And shoot, again, just I think you can always tell just how respected the team is. We talk to other coaches, and they are, make a point to mention Valencia every time you talk about some of the other best teams in the area. So sure. Valencia took Chaparral, which is a top-five team in Arizona typically. It's a, it's a historically good team. Sure. And they put a 56-14 to beatdown on them. Valencia was very good last year, Greg. Right, They went deep into the playoffs, if I remember. And they were a team full of sophomores. So imagine a team full of sophomores who went deep into the playoffs, played Calabasas to a standstill last year. Now they're all back as juniors. McCarroll Wright, we know about him. He's a dynamic playmaker. You got Ben, what's his name? <laughs> Coming off the edge, my man Ben Seymour making plays, the defending CIF player of the year. Listen, and they've got other guys. Those, those aren't the only two guys. they got a team full of juniors that kind of reminded me of Chaminade last year when they had a team full of juniors. This year, they're really good. Last year, they were good. Next year, they're going to be great. Watch what I tell you. Valencia High School, great win representing California, smacking Jack Miller around, five sacks, harassing him, getting after his tail. And uh, Valencia High School, man, making noise. I like it. We had Jay Sarah took down Bishop Amont 59 to 35. Kind of an odd game. Jay Sarah jumped out to a 31 to nothing lead. Bishop Amont inserted Blake Archuleta. Inserted? Inserted. Did not start. Came into the game. And all he did was throw for 305 and four touchdowns to rally the Lancers. Cut it to 38 to 27 at the half. And then the second half, Jay Sarah kind of just pulled away. To win 59 to 35. So you mentioned Matt Robinson already with the big game. They got multiple wide receivers, not just, you know, Luckett and, and McLean. They got multiple guys that are running the football well, Fisher. They got a really stacked team at J. Sarah. Bishop Mont has played a brutal schedule. I think they've played J. Sarah, Modern Day, and then when Addis Staten played some team that was pretty good from back east, I think uh, two weeks ago. So Bishop Mont is, is always tough. They're taking on anyone and everyone right now with that Fresno State Pat Hill mentality. But Jay Sarah's legit. That's a good football team. couple things. You've been mentioning Blake Archuleta a lot lately, Greg. And to your credit, Blake Archuleta has been playing really good football. Comes off the bench and lights up the scoreboard. Um, like you said, 305 and four touchdowns versus a team that has terrific pass rushers, terrific athletes. So it says a lot about Blake Archuleta. That's one. In terms of Bishop Amont, the team... Listen, the Brooklyn Brawler in WWF, he used to take on a lot of guys. He used to get whooped all the time. The Brooklyn Brawler. I don't know how... I don't know how good of a decision that is to play such a brutal schedule and then be able to play in the league that they play in, mm-hmm. which is also pretty brutal. Yep. So hopefully attrition hasn't worn them down. Hopefully they got guys still healthy. I admire it. 
Um, I just don't. I don't know how smart it is for my own kind of conscience. Yeah. So, um, but shout Dor- out to Dorsey's those guys. doing the same thing. Obviously, they're playing somebody great every single week. Right. The, the hope is you toughen your team up. Right. But then, like you said, what if you get a couple guys banged up? What if you lose confidence? A couple guys just you know, sometimes winning's a mentality, and so is losing. So sure. But I like that Jay Sarah team. Yeah, yeah. They got uh, players. They do. So Upland took down Redlands East Valley, yep. 47 to 26. Again, that was Taj Davis. That was David Baldwin. That was an active defense. Rev put up a good fight. 26 points is, is not bad at all. Upland had been just stoning people defensively. Sure. So Rev with a, with a nice job to, to keep it kind of close. But Upland's got a lot of firepower. They're a top 10 team in the southern section for me. And, and they, got some, they got some serious skill talent all over the field. Baby man, what up? My boy Justin Flo, the top sophomore, maybe in the state. Big time linebacker up out of there. They got Parker, excuse me, Turner, Bryce Turner over there at receiver. He's a playmaker. We know about the franchise at quarterback. Kyle Jones, I heard he got sick with it with the peel. Go and do your dance, KJ. Handle your business. What else you got, GB? We got Orange Lou took yep. down Vista Murrieta, 40-20. to 20. Again, already mentioned Ryan Helensky with the big game there with the four touchdowns. Yeah. Multiple guys with receiving touchdowns and over 100 yards. So Orange Lou does a nice job kind of keeping everybody happy, keeping everybody involved in the game. Uh, I just, I'm so intrigued. And we talked about this on the way here, too. I kept, we kept saying, man, it's going to be a, a fun battle to see who gets that third place in the Trinity League. Shoot, we got to stop saying that because what yeah. if? I mean, it's not out of the realm of a possibility that Servite, Orange Lou, Jay Sarah, Santa, Santa Margarita, Margarita, one of those teams could easily up, take away easily, could upset a, a Bosco or a modern day team if they don't come to play one day. I mean, those other teams, man, they, they got some dudes too. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because any given Friday, Greg, you go out there and turn the ball over two or three times, you get. Two or three personal foul penalties, a couple offsides penalties. Next thing you know, that third, fourth, fifth place projected team in the Trinity League is pops one of those top teams. It could happen. It will happen if one of those top teams are slipping. Watch what I tell you. Moving right along. How about this one? This is this is a, a fun one for me. Sarah takes out Dorsey by a score of forty-four to seven. Yeah, I think you called Dorsey to win that one. Yeah, that was an interesting I took that call. One in the gut. Interesting call, but the cat. You know what? I, I, no one plays the woulda, coulda, shoulda game less than me. I always say the scoreboard doesn't lie. That scoreboard never lies. But I'm going to play the woulda, coulda, shoulda game just for just for 12 seconds. Time me. Okay. Sarah's a few plays away from being undefeated right now. They were probably in control of the Narbonne game. They're a few plays away from being a, a really good Punahou team, who's number three in the state of Hawaii. And they just beat a Darcy team 44 to 7. So we're kind of dogging Sarah a little bit, or more so, you know, more so you were. But Sarah, I mean, they did it last year. Started off kind of sluggish, yeah. a little slow. Got a kind of built some momentum as we went into league play, the Mission League. Yeah. And they ran through the Mission League to win that league for the third year in a row. Could it happen again? Well, I, first of all, I think you make a great point that they're a couple plays away from being 3 0, right? And you're absolutely right. So shout out to you for kind of recognizing that. And number two, I don't know if I'm dogging them. I think I'm just kind of being honest about their performance. You know, one week their offense doesn't perform well. Next week, defense gives up 40-some-odd points in a in a 99-yard run to a 250-pound quarterback. So... 225. 225? Okay. So shout out to Sarah. They got the job done against Dorsey. I picked against them, but they went out there and got it done. My alma mater got it done. And like you said, you say it every week, Greg, they got great athletes. We know that. Can they put it all together in terms of execution with great athletes and playmaking, right, Mm -hmm. in a physical defense? Sounds like they got that done against Dorsey. Dorsey coming out of the, the season limping, Greg. What are they? One and two? No, I think I mean I think they think they're 0 and 3. Well, they played they opened the season with the Calabasas. Right. And they played somebody really good last week, right. two weeks ago. They played Bosco this week. So, I mean, Dorsey's just doing the whole Pat Hill Fresno State. Yeah, they're State. taking it on the chin Anyone, right now. anytime, anywhere. Yeah. How about a little shout-out, Blaze McKibben. Kind of said it multiple times, they got, they got to figure out the quarterback position. I saw Blaze, that second half of the Punahou game, he really kind of stepped it up and, and played a much more efficient game last week against Dorsey, 14 of 17. Yeah. For 138, one touchdown, one interception, but still, 
That's clean over 80% of his passes in that game, almost 10 yards per completion. completion. Sure. So uh, if Blaze can, can really step up his game a lot, Sarah's got a chance. There's no, cal- no, there's no doubt the kid has talent. It was more so, um, can he... You know, not lock in on one receiver. Can he get the ball out on time? Can he be more accurate with the football? The talent is there. It's the details that need to be taken care of. Sounds like he did a nice job this past week. So shout out to Blaze McKibben, the Sir quarterback. What yeah. else we got? Uh, we have Mission Viejo took down La Habra 42 to 27. Rough physical, which we expected, right? I know Upland kind of kind of beat down La Habra a little bit in that week zero game, but I, I, we knew La Habra was a better team than that because they're so well coached, but uh, they gave Mission all they could handle. That game was real close. In fact, I think La Habra might have been winning at one point late in the second quarter, but Mission rallied. Jamari Farrell out with a broken leg, out for the year. That's going to be tough. They play Long Beach probably this week, but moved Achille Arnold, who's a pretty gifted defensive back safety from defense, put him up running back. He lit it up. He had the two skilled receivers. Elijah Griffin, Austin Osborne making plays, and, and Joey Allen is doing really well at, the, at quarterback. He's getting it done as, as the quarterback. Defensively, they get after it. Diablos, I mean, that's a blow, losing Pharrell, but they still got so many athletes. 42 to 27. Yeah, never like to see a kid get hurt. Want to see all guys go out there and play to the fullest of their potential, let the best man or best young student athlete win. Uh, so shout out to Pharrell. Hopefully, my man has surgery, gets a speedy recovery. We're looking forward to you bouncing back on football field sometime soon, um, if not next year. So shout out to you. But again, Mission Viejo, nice win over La Habra. La Habra's a good team. Now they're coming down to Long Beach, Vet Stadium. We'll be talking about that a little bit later on our matchup show. Going to be looking forward to that, Mission Viejo, Long Beach Poly. We had Oaks, Chris. This is a game. This doesn't happen very often. We both missed this one. Usually it's just you. This time I missed it too. Oaks Christian took down Paraclete 30-21. to Kayvon Thibodeau, three sacks all in the first half. They hit Brevin White 22 times. They ran the ball. They were physical. They were tough. They got it done. Second week in a row, Oaks Christian has taken out a CIF champion. It was Edison two weeks ago. This past week it was Paraclete. Look like a different team right now yeah. in their opening loss against Chaminade. I think Paraclete's going to rally. They'll be good still. I think Oaks Christian kind of found their mojo a little bit those last couple weeks. You know, I'm going to reach back for the last couple of shows. You've made, you have made a mention of what Dean Harrington told you in terms of his line play. We got a good high school line. Yeah. Well, here's the problem. A good high school line is good when you're in high school and you're playing against good high school players. It's not good when you play against maybe the top prospect in the country at defensive end. Because a good high school line, they're going to fight, battle, and scrap. But when you got a guy who's just bigger, faster, stronger, quicker than everybody else that's going to try to block him, he could cause a big-time problem. There's a guy named Reggie White who used to be like that. He caused a big-time problem for a long time for guys in the NFL. Kayvon Thibodeau went absolutely bonkers against Pericle. Watch the highlights, and he just got after them with a jetpack on his back. Yeah, they said he was quicker yeah. than they had seen. And, and they also, again, credit Oaks, credit Credit uh, Coach Bankert. Uh, they said they did some things on film that they didn't see before. Yeah. Did some things in person that they didn't see on film. Correct, good. correct myself. So we'll just kind of mixed it up a little bit. And like I said, Paraclete's good. So that's a nice win. How about Servite taking out Roosevelt 52 to 24? Servite jumped on them early. Yeah. Roosevelt scored a couple points. And then Servite just kind of came in and finished it off. I think Servite had like three touchdowns called back because of penalties to over 100 yards. So if you're. The Friars listening, which you mentioned they do, got to clean those penalties up. That works against Roosevelt, but not against, you know, Monterey or Bosco. Can't have three touchdowns called back against those teams in the Trinity League. But the Friars right now, individually, uh, up front, we know what they got. That's a well-rounded team running that centennial offense. They're putting up 40-plus every single game. That's going to be a very, very fun team to watch. They're obviously motivated, and they're ready to go. So, nice job by Servite. That's a big win. It's a top 20 matchup. I'm loving those Friars, man. I mean, they got straight ballers on their team. They got great kids. They're Like you said, they're running a centennial offense, man. They're lighting it up, but their defense is playing really well, too. Fast, physical, and aggressive, making plays on the football. A couple of those guys reached out to me, Greg, and showed a lot of love to the show. They said, hey, coach, we listened to the show before the game. It gets us fired up. It gets us fired up. We want to go out there and smack people just for you. So shout out to those Servite Friars out there smacking people around for Coach Keith. Greg Biggins, the Transparent Truth. I know you guys are out there handling your business. Great job. Last but not least, our game of the week that we were both at, St. John Bosco over Chaminade, 31-17. to 
why don't you go ahead and, and jump on this one first? Uh, what were your thoughts on the game and, you know, kind of thoughts on both teams moving forward? Sure. So my thoughts were it was very evenly matched early on. I thought Bosco was a little sloppy, drop punt, penalties, stopping drives. But I thought Shaman had a chance to take advantage. Quarterback QB1 just wasn't on top of his game, I didn't think. Had a couple of throws uh, on third down and medium to move the chains and just didn't get the job done with his accuracy. Thought Bosco did a nice job stopping or at least slowing down Andrew Van Bully. Gang tackling, crowd the line of scrimmage. I thought Rian Mitchell struggled a little bit with his accuracy, especially in the early parts of the game. Become that end of the second quarter, that Jaden would be picked kind of broke momentum in Bosco's direction. Jaden takes it back 80 yards. They come back out of halftime. They get the interception off the deflection. And then Bosco kind of rolls in the second half. The offensive line takes over. They kind of punish the front, the Chaminade. Chaminade, as a true Chaminade and Ed Crochet team, they didn't quit. They battled. They fought. Guys were running and hitting. At the end of the day, I thought Bosco just had too many physical horses, too many guys coming off the ball, low and hard. Halani, Flowers, Real Mitchell in the run game. Uh, I thought Michael Wilson quizzing himself really good on offense, got deep behind the secondary, made some really nice catches on the sidelines. Really love him as a receiving prospect. I think he's got a big-time NFL future ahead of him. It was a good game, though. Good physical game. A lot of hard hits. Keydron Williams jumped off the off the field for me. Thought he made some jarring hits. Also, Jonathan Thomas as well for Chaminade. So, good physical game. Two really good teams. Thought Chaminade kind of kept it a little bit vanilla. Like you said they would, Greg. So, shout out to you. You were right on that. Good team. Got a feeling they're going to meet down the road. Very, very possible. And, again, I kind of mentioned – you know, every coach wants to win every game, no doubt about it. But I think Coach Croson, he he's a guy who cares more about the long-term than the short-term gain. And I think he could have designed a great game plan, more up-tempo stuff, you know, get Stevens more involved. I think Stevens kind of wants to play that up-tempo, centennial type of offense. But, yeah. you know, I, I think they went kind of vanilla. But just the thing that impressed me from, from a Shamanite standpoint was just how physical they were. They were able to stand up until they got, you know, a little bit worn down. That's just a bodies deal. I mean, Bosco has so many bodies they just kind of keep throwing at you and you know you could literally feel that a, a Bosco B team and they would yeah. probably be rated top 10 in the state that's how deep they are you know they just kind of just wore teams down war of attrition you know those big running backs they have that big offensive line Bosco's good I, I would like to see them maybe getting a little bit more of a rhythm offensively I know the coaching staff wasn't super happy with the uh, overall offensive performance after the game was over but Bosco's going to get better they always do they for whatever reason last year same deal start off a little bit slow and then kind of got it rolling uh, I could very easily see these two teams meeting again. I don't know if Chaminade, not guaranteeing it, but I could see Chaminade kind of running through that Mission League. They've probably been the best team I've seen out of the Mission League right now, kind of comparing them to Amat and Sarah. Um, so overall, I-, I thought both teams have a lot to you know, kind of take away. But uh, overall, yeah, Bosco gets it done. And uh, Chaminade, I think they're going to get a lot better, and they could definitely meet again in the playoffs. That'd be a, that'd be a fun game to see uh, a, a rematch. No question about it. So we're going to move along in the show. We're going to skip our really brush segment. we got to kind of wrap this deal up. We're going to preview next week's games, or excuse me, this week's games, Greg. I know we got a fantastic group of games on tap led by Long Beach Poly Mission BA. Why don't you give us a rundown of what we got going on? Yeah, and obviously we'll go more in depth on Friday's show, but Mission Poly will be the main one we focus on. Also, Modern Day is playing Bergen, Bergen Catholic who's the number one team in the state of Pennsylvania, a top 20 team nationally. Centennial is playing Narbonne. Orange Lou Norco, uh, intrigued by Chaminade Bakersfield. Jay Sarah Vista Murrieta. Uh, another game I'm interested to watch because we mentioned it earlier, Cathedral versus Loyola, a, a D1 team. And there'll be a few more games, but also want to give San Clemente Murrieta Valley. That's going to be a rematch. They played last year in the CF playoffs. San Clemente took out Murrieta Valley. And, and that game, that was a... Uh, that was, I believe that was might have been the CF Championship game that San Clemente won over Murray. That was the game Jack Sear just went berserk in. So a few other games, but those are going to be the ones that we're going to headline for Friday's show. Sounds good. So don't miss the Friday matchup show. You know we're going to talk about it. You know we're going to analyze it. We're going to break it down from different angles. We're going to look at it. That's what we do. The Transparent Truth. I know, GB, you had some final thoughts that you wanted to share last week. We didn't get a chance to get to it. I think now's a great time to express yourself. You know, I don't know how much time we have left. Still, we got we got a little time. Go little little it. time. So m- my thing was just wanted to make sure, 
because there's always so many questions about what are rankings? How do you get offers? What is that about? How come my kid doesn't get his offers like this kid does? And and so it's very important to understand for, for parents and players and even handlers, there's a big difference between a good high school player and a good college prospect. It's obviously in a perfect world, the college prospect is also the best high school player. When you see a Kayvon Thibodeau with five sacks, that's the guy who matches up both. Why? Well, he's productive with the five sa- three sacks, but he's also 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, he's 240. He'll he can ho- run. He'll hold 270. Right. He can run. He's an athlete. You take that same guy, and I'll just I'll just say a name because I, I love the kid, but so from, from modern day, right, we love Nathan Lagaleo. Yes. Guy's a baller. No doubt. But, you know, at 5'11", 240, so why doesn't he have offers? I know after that game, I was getting hit up by people saying, hey, how come you don't have Nathan Lagaleo rated higher than this guy? He, has, he had more sacks than this guy did. And again, it's not a perfect system, but colleges are looking for guys that project. They want to know if we take these two players, and this guy might be better at high school, but is his upside, is his ceiling as high as this guy? Right. Even if you're a better high school player, you might have an upside that is almost peak at the high school level. Whereas this guy, yeah, he doesn't know how to play right now. He's never been coached, never hit a weight room, doesn't know anything, how to, doesn't know, just doesn't know how to play the game. But he's a big, strong, fast athlete with size, with length. Can you say say length for me? Length. I wish I could say it like that. Yeah. They will take that guy. Another example we talked about on the, on the way. One of my favorite players I've seen the last few years was, was Jalen Red at Ranch Cucamonga. Rancho Cucamonga. We had his teammate Thomas Graham rated higher. Everyone said, are you nuts? Watch a Ranch Cucamonga game. And you watch the Cucamonga game, and Jalen Red was always the best player on the field for either team. Sure. The thing was, well, Thomas was a six-feet athletic corner that projected as a early— now, he's doing better than I anticipated, but we knew he was a guy that could play early because of his size and athletic ability, whereas with Jalen, great player. What does he play? He's 5'8", won't get a whole lot bigger— Great football player at the high school level. He's going to play in college, but just wasn't sure if it was going to be at running back, slot receiver, nickel corner, corner. Just wasn't sure where he was. There was no question marks about Thomas Graham. So even though one guy was the better high school player, this guy had the higher ceiling. You see it with linemen all the time. Sure. Your 5'10", 240-pound fire plug will kick the crap out of your 6'5", 245-pound guy, but that 6'5 guy is going to put on 60 pounds. He's going to learn how to play the position. He's going to get bigger, stronger, whereas the 5'11 guy, unfortunately, he's peaked. So for those kind of questioning rankings and offers and how it works, I can go on and on. Quarterbacks, see it all the time, right? Why isn't my kid getting rated higher? He threw for 5,000 yards. Unfortunately, because your kid is, you know, bad body, bad athlete, average arm, ugly release. It's not about high school production. That's going to freak people out. But most colleges do not care about your high school production. No. It should matter. And trust me, evaluators and colleges, they want to see the best players put up the best numbers. But that's but it not reality. It's not reality. And every coach, and that's why there's a lot of guys who miss. Shoot, watch the NFL draft. Half the draft are going to be guys who are going to not ever piss a drop. Can I say that? Yeah, you can. You're good. <laughs> In the NFL, these are guys who are get paid millions of dollars to evaluate, and they're going to draft guys on upside. Sure. And I'm thinking at that college level, you should be productive. But even at that NFL draft level, they're still going projection over production. Yeah. It goes down to the high school as well. Projection and upside, those two words, if people got those two words, projection and upside, that means how good can you be if you're maxed out? That's right. Projection, upside. If people understood those two words, there'd be a lot less whining and crying about my kid's not rated high or this player should be rated high, this guy should have more offers. Got to look at where the ceiling is, and you always go for that high ceiling player. Now, me, I kind of, I'm big on production. I'm big on toughness. If you don't have those two things, especially toughness, if you don't have toughness, you can't play at the college level. Right. I would love to see everybody productive, but the reality is you got to go with the guy with the higher athletic body frame, all that. Because those are the guys that are the difference makers versus the guys who might just be, you know, maxed out at the high school level, see it all the time. Hey, GB, can I tell you something? Yes. I love this side of you right here. How is my? How is this side different? Hey, well, you got a little fire in your belly. You know what I mean? It's probably the monster. You got that look in your eye. You got that eye of the tiger. You're going in right now. 
I'm not going in. No, no, no. no. You're not me. going in to attack anybody, but you're just you're, you're telling people how you feel. You're telling people what you think. I'm just you, trying to educate. And, and you in, are. In, in, a, in a way, because people still won't get it. They won't. But People you know will what? still wonder why this kid sure. who, with, with these numbers doesn't have more offers. Sure. And so even though you say this guy is a bigger athlete. Sure. It won't matter. Nope. He had five sacks. Yeah. He threw for eight touchdowns. Yeah. Okay. Then at the point, you just kind of say, all right, I give up. Good for you. Good luck. The next time somebody says something like that to you, Greg, I got one sentence in return. What's that? You should have married a six-foot woman. That would have solved all your problems. You and your 5'9 fireplug son. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, God hey, listen, bless you. My guy, Greg hey, Biggins. Man, I do say, hey, there's nothing wrong with being a great high school player. Nothing wrong nothing with, wrong with, with that, that at, at all. Educating us on projections, rankings, how guys translate to the next level. We appreciate that, GB. Keeping us up to date and up to speed on how college coaches and NFL GMs and scouts look at things. That's my man, Greg Biggins. Without further ado, we got to bring this baby to a club. We appreciate you taking a ride with us here on Transparent Truth. Social media drops. You can follow me on Twitter, Coach Keith underscore MP, my man, at Greg Biggins. Follow the show at The Transparent Truth 92 on Twitter, The Transparent Truth Show on Instagram. There's a new sheriff in town, and his name is Reggie Hammond. Y'all be cool.